This is the We Talk Nerd Podcast. A podcast sponsored by PixelPubGaming.com. This podcast is about everything nerd covering games, movies, comics, and technology. Now, now it's time, time to, to get, get nerdy. nerdy. Due to the length of this episode, we have split it into two. This is part two. Uh, Klaus Hargreaves, man, what a, what a twisted path he had, huh? Yeah. Unfortunately for him, uh, unlike the others who, who kind of, you know, took what they got and, you know, maybe turned it around a little bit. You know, we have one that, you know, we're, you know, was take what he thought was doing right work on the moon. Mm -hmm. We have one that's kind of a vigilante helping people out. We have one that's kind of like, you know, an actress, a star, um, this guy, on the other hand, decided to go to drugs. Yes, and constant. <laughs> I think Austin he's. Drugs. I think you're first introduced to him picking up his sober coin, and then <laughs> yes. he immediately goes and gets like drugs. Which is also kind of weird because I think at one point he says he hasn't been sober since he was like 15. Yeah, but at the beginning we do see him getting his one year tokens. I don't know if that was like an inconsistency in the story or if like I think it was maybe a it's lie, implying like he didn't really. Get yeah, sober for a year. He definitely wasn't sober uh, for the year. I think he was just doing it as a either Probably a trick a or, something. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you could tell like he's he's there for some some reason, not his choice. Yeah, because he immediately goes, gets his coin, immediately goes and gets more drugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and we're laughing because he he's got he's really charming. Sounds like a a very very uh, charismatic character. Yes, he make he's definitely not the always me. I'm a druggy character. He's yeah. the Hey guys, I take drugs and I had a good time. <laughs> yeah. He also gets in so much trouble just doing that. He does. That. Natural so trouble. He is captured by Chacha and Hazel and is tortured and beaten um for like two episodes <laughs> just about. It's very um, entertaining. And and because they're looking for number 5. Um, so because he's number four, they figured he would know where it's at. So the, yeah, a lot of entertainment there. Um, he ends up, uh, stealing their time travel suitcase, which that's, they're, they're basically time cops, uh, Cha-Cha and Hazel. And they're there to make sure things happen. In this case, they're there to make sure that the apocalypse time. Happens. Yeah. It's yeah. they're They work for like the, the organization that makes sure that the, the flow of time works naturally. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of like the enforcers of like, if something were to happen to go wrong, you go in and correct you fix it. it to make you sure it's kill done. the people that are making things go wrong. And in this case, uh, they believe number five is that character that'll make things go wrong. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that time travel thing where he went back to Vietnam was really cool for his it, character. It was great for his character because, of course, what's the first thing he does when he comes back to the the present? Um, he goes to the local. Uh, Veterans of for, Foreign yeah. <laughs> Wars uh, bar yeah. and gets drunk <laughs> and um, starts reminiscing about the war. Uh, and he looks like a 25-year-old. Like, there was no way he was alive during that time. But he's in there right. with a bunch of old vets and talking about the war and all the action he's seen. Um, he went back and had a relationship with one of the soldiers. Um, he's pansexual would probably be the closest thing way to describe him he's not really probably. well defined um yeah, not that, not that but he makes a connection with a with a soldier and um ends up losing him back you know in the past so when he comes back to the future he's uh he's very changed by that loss mm -hmm. 
And like, in just the war in general, I think he said he was there for like a year. Yeah, he was there for nine months, I think. Yeah, like a whole, like that whole period of time on the front lines of Vietnam, Mm -hmm. which would be, you know, big life changing event for people. Yeah, he, his his character after that is definitely, definitely changed. Mm hmm. Yeah, definitely a, uh, I don't want to say he's more laid back, but he certainly is more living in the moment. And I don't know that the drug use changes much, but uh, he may not, not be first. that different. <laughs> I think I definitely think there's a little bit of a change from when mm-hmm. we first see him until after he comes back from that. Sure. And um, he's able to use his seance powers to help solve some some of the things that are going on i think he used yeah, to just cha-cha explain and why he uh so like yeah his big reveal and the why he is a druggie mm-hmm. was that when he was i think like 10 or 12 he was locked into a mausoleum yes and like for days to like because apparently he was afraid of the ghost that was like he could speak to mm-hmm. so of course their loving father thought the best idea was to let's throw him in a mausoleum lock him up and he'll get over it eventually yeah, he never really got over it. He just treated <laughs> with <Peterson>. drugs and alcohol. <laughs> uh, but imagine you're a 10 or 12-year-old boy and uh, you see dead people. Constantly. All the time. And they're screaming for some reason, constantly. I mean, they are dead. They are dead. <laughs> and they're they're fairly angry. Um, but you, you can really understand his plight and all the, uh, you know, all the problems there. So, um, But he's a great character. And every scene he's in is better for him being there. Definitely one of the most entertaining characters, I think in the show. Definitely followed up by also one of the most entertaining characters in the show. Number five, this, this guy is just so pragmatic. Uh, the boy, um, his storyline basically just... starts off with <laughs> what's that. I was going to say like, uh, he is the more, the most mature character in the show, but he's also, uh, in terms of actual age, the youngest, because he yes. does come back into the youngest body. It says he's so a, have... in a 13-year-old body, but he's actually a 60-year-old man. <laughs> so it's like you have like the actor, like the, this kid that's the actor is mm-hmm. really great at this role. He nails it perfect. But yes, you have this 60-year-old, very, uh, I don't want to say like mature, but very grown and experienced person. Well, he's lived through the apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. He, he so survived. you have this character. <laughs> Yeah, he survived the incident, and for 40 years, he lived in the apocalypse, uh, surviving alone. in basically alone. fallout worlds. Yeah, not completely alone. He had, there was someone. Oh, that's of course. He had his, uh, his better half. Yeah, the, the reveal for him is that his other person that he survived with was a, a department store mannequin that he named and uh, lived with and was very protective of. And actually, the first thing he's he does when he comes back is definitely his love interest. When he comes back to the present time, he finds her and steals her from the department store that she's in. Mm-hmm. I did um, see that part. Like, I would, he ends that, up, that, yeah, it was good. It was good. And and the idea of like, of, I like to put out there that he's very intellectual too, because during these episodes, uh, they also speak of calculations. His, and his and skills studying and time. studying, yeah, that sort of thing. Where the reason why he was was messing with time is because he was ambitious that he could do it, mm-hmm. but he doesn't. He didn't know the really the intricate parts of it, which apparently Doctor Hargraves did. Question yes. mark. So Doctor Hargraves, it was that theoretical genius that can figure out anything, and 
he was the one that said, don't do it because he knew what could come of it. Whether or not he predicted what was actually going to happen, that's... that's. I mean, do we want to give a big spoiler away? In yeah, terms of, that? of course. We're in the like, spoiler section. Yeah, so like, uh, at some point it's revealed that he knew that the apocalypse was going to come. Yes. And, and the whole point of making this superhero team was to stop said apocalypse mm-hmm. that is trying to be stopped in the show. Yes, that is true. And it never really explains how he came to know about the apocalypse, but he does know it for some reason. Yeah, it's very mysterious. A lot of unanswered questions. It's very lost in that way, and I, I dig it. I don't need to, all the answers. I like I like just having this stuff kind of laid out in the story somewhat organically unveils itself as to what it's actually going to be. Um, I think the other thing we should mention is that number five ends up becoming an assassin uh, for the time cops. So like Cha-Cha and Hazel, he also is a a protector of time. And I think it's alluded that his thing that he's protecting is the JFK assassination. That was one of the things, yeah. I think so it was the, uh... if Lee Harvey doesn't make the shot, then he's supposed to do it. And they right. they kind of attribute that he was on the grassy knoll and um, would take the shot if uh, Lee Harvey didn't didn't make it. So it's kind of an interesting, you know, alternate timeline uh, way of explaining, you know, the the shooter from the grassy knoll. But it was also the moment where he went back in time. So, but see, I, see, you said it that way. My thought was maybe he was supposed to take out Lee Harvey Oswald and keep JFK alive, but he decided to go back or go, I guess go forward in time mm. uh, and try to stop the apocalypse. So JFK ended up being assassinated. That's how I kind of looked at it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, th- there's a, a couple of different ways to read it. Um but yeah, whatever happens, there was obviously some pretty uh, serious uh, implications of the decisions that he made. Mm-hmm. Everything is very apocalyptic, uh, revolving around him. He actually ends up uh, kind of outsmarting that whole group, and uh, the, one of the uh, the, uh, the commission is that where they were? Yeah, going? the commission. One of the funniest parts is when he sends notes to both of the assassins that kill each other. <laughs> yes, uh, it's very I'll, clever because <laughs> um, he does end up going back to the commission mm-hmm. but it was all and like his kind of plan to i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to stop the apocalypse by going into this uh, group of people who are trying to let it happen exactly that's a good that was a good episode too where he kind of great episodes <laughs> I, there was really very few that i was ever like oh this needs to move along maybe just um, the earlier ones Earlier on, but I think when you're world building like that, it, it's going to oh, be a little yeah, harsh. Of course, it's going to happen. Um, so we'll, we'll keep moving along. Uh, so number six, um, I think the big reveal for him was that he was able to somewhat materialize himself. As I think that was more uh, with uh, Klaus. I think Klaus well, Klaus, uh, yeah, was able to give him something of a permanent ability. Like he was able to punch Klaus in the face. Mm-hmm. And but at the when he says that, he said Klaus says, you know, how'd you do that? And Kla- and Number uh, six goes, I think you did that. Six, yeah, I think you did that. Yeah. Yeah. But clearly, um, at the end, uh, when all the stuff, all the shenanigans are happening, um, I believe the combination of Klaus and Ben are able to manifest those, uh, those tentacles Mm -hmm. and start, uh, you know, wrecking stuff, much like in the first episode. Mm -hmm. So it kind of seemed like, I don't know if you think this, but like, after he was brought, after Klaus like brought him in with those tentacles, mm-hmm. he stays on the screen. I think like the whole way through, making me think that maybe he's like Klaus permanently brought him back, 
Well, maybe. I guess we'll like, see because he, he uh, was a, he was a part of like he like he was there the whole time as they were taking that last time jump to go back because no, normally through the whole show he was like you could only see him if we were looking through Klaus's perspective. Yes, but at the end when it was like the general pan, he was always there. Like he was there permanently now. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see. That would be interesting to see. Um, so moving on, um, I'm just gonna go straight to number seven, and we'll uh probably wrap it up as far as the spoilers go there. Uh, Ellen Page, Vanya Hargreaves, uh, The White Violin. So surprise, surprise, the girl with no powers that everyone kind of forgets about uh, is actually the most important person in the story and has tremendous superpowers. Yep. <laughs> Did you get uh, some Dark Phoenix vibes from this? Uh, very Dark Phoenix. Uh, she's <laughs> able to convert sound waves um, that she somewhat manifests through her body into extremely destructive forces. Um, she's able to basically cause earthquakes or um, just... Basically turns, turns sound waves into for, like, a, like a force. Yeah, definitely. Materializes um, sound waves. And she doesn't have good control of it, which is why Dr. Hargrave has put her on some medicine that basically turned her into a, a shell of herself. I think it was very much like a like a HDHD medicine. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Some kind of substance where it would dull all of her, maybe mm -hmm. maybe dull her, her senses and maybe exactly. that's why she was a dull character. Yeah. And, and because of that, you know, her, her brothers and sisters didn't really care to be around her too much. Uh, she ends up meeting a guy who encourages her to become her true self. And that, that whole relationship between that guy and um, Dr. Hargreaves is not really fully explained. Um, but he is the catalyst that causes this, this whole thing to happen. You know, he kind of unleashes her and fills her with rage and anger and kind of plays her against the family. And um, he was, he was born on the same day as all the others, but he was a person that did not have power. Correct. He was not special. Yep. And when he, he tried a... to join up, mm -hmm. uh, he was, refused and he kind of had a uh similar upbringing that you know he, he kind of his his father was abusive to him physically um, abusive physically abusive while the hargraves family had maybe a emotional abusive mm -hmm. father sure or so, you know, or neglectful parallels you could probably say yeah but even though the hargraves kids definitely didn't have a father to look up to they did have a loving robot mom and dr mm -hmm. pogo um mm -hmm. the monkey that would uh that would uh, kind of watch over them. So, so many leave. family themes. So many family <laughs> themes. So wrapping it all up for spoilers, um, the they do avert the crisis, they think. Yeah, so, you know, we talked a lot about how Vanya had this, uh, you know, her, her powers evolved around the music mm -hmm. and, you know, sound. Well, one of the biggest aspects of the show is how they incorporate music into the scenes. You know, we'll, we'll see a lot of stuff synced up to the music, uh, music that's very appropriate for what's happening on screen. Mm -hmm. um, it happens a lot throughout the show. It's not just one or two times. Like I would say, it happens at least every single episode once. Yeah, they, where they have some kind of big music number sequence with just music playing and kind mm -hmm. of going along. They use it like Stranger Things does. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually a very good soundtrack. I've I followed on Spotify. It's really good. <laughs> so you can you can go on Spotify and pick up the uh, uh, Umbrella Academy uh, music, and it's a good mix of 
kind of that electronic music um, mixed in with some like classic 80s stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very eclectic mix, but it's it's actually pretty cool. I, I really dig it. Yeah, and of course, because of the whole white violin thing, there's a lot of violin numbers mm-hmm. as well. Sure. That's cool, though. I like how they incorporate it. It's very, you know... When you when you look when you look back at it from the end of the show, you're like, I can see why they use so much music because of how much you know sound was a big key part to the whole apocalypse. Yep. and it really tells a story too. the uh, The music itself would would tell that story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really impressed with the special effects for being a TV series. Oh yeah, um, you know a lot of the time jump stuff looked really good. Uh, Doctor Pogo was very believable. Yeah, he was. I think it, you could really, I think you could chop some of the stuff up and have more of the meteor bits, and it would be a very uh, pretty good movie. Yeah, um, I could see it. I would hate to lose any of these character moments, but uh, yeah, you right. certainly could do it. And speaking of character moments, uh, Dr. Pogo's death, uh, very impactful. And, you know, when you see a CGI monkey being impaled on a antlers. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure how what they referenced to make it look realistic. It was. <laughs> Hopefully, they didn't have an actual monkey that they. That's what this is supposed to look like. it out on. But yeah, that uh, that was that was pretty rough. Um, yeah, and it was kind of uh, kind of, you know we've had a little bit of a turning moment with Vanya where she you know sl- you know slices uh, um, Allison's throat, but like mm-hmm. this is her first real, well, I guess really second second kill. Uh, maybe fourth, right? Because there's the truckers and the. Uh... Oh, that's true. There's a couple, couple yeah. other ones, but this is kind of, I think, one of the more like she doesn't care about anybody at all anymore. Like she, this is somebody mm-hmm. uh, you would think would be, you know, you would think would be on her side with yeah. her. And even that and... sequence where she kind of screams and generates the 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 field, and everyone just goes mm-hmm. kind of flying away. That looked pretty good. Um, I'm gonna yeah. put it up there. This this would hold up in terms of movie special effects. Yeah, you have the raining um, that was falling down, and then when she does it, the rain kind of like yeah, you can see the rain hit the field and go around it. There's not a ton of special effects, but when they're there, they're used very well and mm-hmm. to to great effects. So I like I'm, the, I'm just, I, oh, I like to put out there just the cinematic of shots that they do. Like in the very first episode, they did a dance scene which pans out to the house, yes. which mm-hmm. I yes. thought was it's never seen before. I maybe have, but like. How they did it, sort of like a Brady Bunch type of thing going on, but kind of. this way more involved and and just yeah, it's live basically like they did a, a a slice of the house and showed all the rooms mm-hmm. with each kid dancing in it. Um, pretty famously, it, it's been done certainly in previous movies. I could think of Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, where they show the side of the the boat and they can show all the different ones where people are kind of doing their thing within. But yeah, that was a pretty impressive scene because they're all dancing to i think we're alone now and yeah. um and, and <laughs> it's, it's, it was a fun alone. scene it was a fun scene and they were each alone but dancing at the same time so mm-hmm. metaphorical metaphorical so let's talk about that cliffhanger yes so to wrap it all up the end of the series um it seems like they have uh saved the day right they have kind yeah. of subdued vanya the white violin yeah, uh, they kind of knock her out a she, little. We bit. we think she's the cause of the apocalypse, and, they, and she is. They incapacitate her. Yep, but it turns out they actually caused the real apocalypse <laughs> yes. by hitting they, her from behind. Um, 
she is her gaze is shot upwards and a laser blast shoots out through the opening in the the ceiling and hits the moon at which point the moon starts plummeting towards the earth yep so you know all this stuff you think ah they stopped it it's all great now but in reality their actions was the cause of the apocalypse they were trying to stop all along Mm -hmm. so it makes you kind of wonder like if they had chosen not to do certain things would this have even happened it seems like it almost definitely could have been prevented with just a Mm -hmm. little bit of paying attention but Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be a great show if this kind of stuff didn't of course of course i'll I'll give one complaint about this the ending where they're trying to teleport in time is one of those are everyone like hold hands and look constipated and yeah we'll see if we survive in time so of course it's going to happen right Um, so it was a little weird. Tr- they tried to build the tension like, oh my gosh, are they going to make it? Are they gonna- Is it going to happen? Are they going to go back in time? Yeah. At but that like, point. I feel like at this I point, we know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> but that's but, basically what happens. They all hold hands and number five spirits them away somewhere. We don't really that know. would be our cliffhanger. And what I would say the premise of season two is, is how... That was the same one as season one. How can we stop the apocalypse? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But was, uh, uh, the, the so biggest happy. thing is they take Vanya with them. Yes, they do. Uh, the all seven of them go, uh, including Ben. Yes, like I said, he you know he he was there on screen when mm-hmm. he normally is not. Right. Yeah, which is really uh, interesting to see. So yeah, uh, I guess we'll look forward to season two. They have some source material. There was a. Uh, two comic series written after uh, the first one, uh, one called Dallas, which I think is going to be more of number five's time in the time cop area. Um, mm-hmm. And then of course uh, the, uh, the new series, which I have not gotten into uh, hotel oblivion. I'm waiting for all of them to come out so I can kind of read them all and uh, go through them all. Mm-hmm. I might actually be, this might be the first like comic series I look into because I kind of like want to know like where this is might be going mm-hmm. kind of deal. But yeah, I'm, I'm super into this right now. Well, good. Well, hopefully uh, for you listening out there, you've also enjoyed what we've had to say about it and maybe have your own thoughts. Uh, we'd love to hear them. So, uh, you know, hopefully bring them over to the Discord, uh, post them up for chat. We have a books and comics section that uh, people were discussing this uh, pretty greatly. Um, also in the, the TV shows and uh, general talk. Yeah, we also have the podcast channel where you, if you want to directly talk to us about the show or ask us a question in general about uh, other Netflix shows or maybe you know some other topics we might do in the future, uh, you can do that as well in the Discord mm-hmm. in the podcast section. And you guys covered everything. What do I need to say? <laughs> all, all I need to say is I need oh to, Andrew, I, you're still here. Hey, I know. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Is like, I need to I need to go watch this. You uh, guys that was fantastic. That was the question job. I was gonna say. Now that we've talked about it. Are you going to go watch it? So Yes. I think, so. Hear it. I think you'll enjoy it, even with our spoilers. Yep, I think so, too. All right. There's some other little, there's some little storyline tangents we didn't get to touch on that uh, can still draw you yeah. in. And the character moments are real. I mean, they're, they're done so well. You're, you're going to love these characters. I, it, I can't imagine people not enjoying the performances given, uh, with yeah. very few exceptions. We didn't even talk about Donut Lady. Nope. <laughs> and she was yeah. a great There's so much we could talk about and we're already way over what we anticipated. Exactly. So let's uh let's go ahead and stop here, watch the show, talk to us some more. You know, we, we answer every question that comes our way. Um you know, reach on out.
we're obviously fans of everything nerd, so we, we appreciate the likes, the feedback, whatever you can provide there, because uh, we want we want to do more of this content for all of you listeners. The We Talk Nerd podcast is part of the Pixel Pub Gaming community. For more information regarding our community and the games we play, please visit pixelpubgaming.com. Join our Discord partnered community. Gain XP for chatting, earn levels, and enter our giveaways. Please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash pixelpub. The We Talk Nerd podcast is made possible because of listeners like you. Support us by sharing this podcast with your friends and leaving us a five-star review. See you, nerds.